Directed energy deposition or commonly known as DED is one of the seven main categories of additive manufacturing processes. DED forms 3D objects by melting material as it is being deposited using focused thermal energy such as laser, electron beam or plasma art. DED is a very versatile technology and is increasingly being used in hybrid manufacturing and repair applications. In this episode of AM Infocast with Yashwan Bhandari, we do a deep dive in the world of DED. Yashwan defines the main DED processes, shares insights on the current status of these processes, throws light on the challenges which are hampering widespread usage, and shares a roadmap for this technology. Yashwan is the Additive Manufacturing Product Manager at Meltio. He is an internationally recognized manufacturing professional with 10 years of experience in metal 3D printing and welding. He is one of the few individuals in the world who has worked with all three energy sources, arc, laser, and electron beam, in AM at reputed organizations in the US, UK, and India before turning 30. Let's tune in to this conversation to demystify DED. Welcome, Yash. Great to have you uh, here today for AM Infocast. You know, thanks for joining. Sure. Thanks for having me on. So, Yash, you bring a very uh, you know vast experience of working in different research organizations uh, on different technologies coming into you know currently with Meltio. Uh, can you share a bit about your AM journey? Sure. It's a funny story. Um, if I think how I entered into additive manufacturing 10 years ago, same time, I think uh, there wouldn't have been any other field that I would have enjoyed as much as I did in additive manufacturing. I, I started doing my master's thesis in DED way back in 2010, and there was an opportunity to present my thesis at uh, one of the international conferences in Singapore. And to my surprise, I won the best presentation award. And that's when I realized that there is so much of potential in uh, DED processes and, and then from then onwards, there was um, no looking back, I would say. Um, I did my PhD from Cranfield University in uh, RDED. Um, working at Cranfield gave me a whole different perspective of working with different aerospace company as a part of my thesis work. And then later I took a big leap from the UK to the US and uh, working at uh, Oak Ridge National Lab uh, where I was involved in uh, developing uh, laser wire DED process for GK and Aerospace. Yeah, having been to several conferences and uh, trade shows, um, I realized that I need to be, you know, talking to customers out there, explain how additive manufacturer can solve their problems from uh, cost and uh, time standpoint. So having worked at uh, EWI and now at uh, uh, Meltio, broadened my technical and, uh, you know, business acumen skills. You know, where I would love to see myself as an, you know, AM business leader. So this is a little bit about my <laughs> journey. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I've seen that, you know, you've extensively worked with uh, DED technologies. So just for our listeners, you know, there are four main DED processes. Can you compare them and then explain which processes make sense for a particular material, sector, geometry? Can you also update us on the status of these processes? Sure, yeah, this is a very good question. Um, I get asked this question on a you know, daily basis, actually. So yeah, first, what I would like to say is DED is not a competitor to powder bed fusion processes, but instead it complements. You know, both have got their own um, niche applications. DED has four main processes under it, and um, and I classify them uh, based upon uh, the energy source into two main types, uh, beam-based processes and um, arc-based processes. So under beam-based processes, um, again, I classify into two types depending upon feedstock. It can be wire or powder. Um, if wire is used, if powder is used, it's called um, you know laser powder DED, and if wire is used, it's uh, 
um, laser via DED. And if electron beam is used, it's electron beam DED. And under R, we got the conventional uh, MAG, TIG, and plasma using wire as the feedstock. So which process makes sense? That's the you know real deal question, right? The answer is it depends upon several factors like uh, material application costs dimensions etc to name a few so yeah in in simple terms if somebody wants to just enter into uh, ded i have uh, a few rules um if a user wants to build a part mostly you know for example if he wants to build some intricate components with some fine features then i would suggest you know to use him to use uh, lpdd process and if a user wants to build a part most of, out of the typical alloys but doesn't care about surface finish and stress levels, then arc DED makes sense. And lastly, if a user doesn't care about cost and deposition rates, but wants a good surface finish and good mechanical properties, then I think um, laser and uh, electron beam uh, wire DED processes make sense. Yeah, for the past uh, several years, uh, DED is gaining a lot of traction, um, especially, you know, there were only a handful of companies way back in you know, 2010, 2012 era, and now the list is around uh, 40 DED companies. Yes, it is 40. The list has growing has been growing up for the last uh, few years. Lots of universities, research organizations, and there is so much of push within the companies too. You know? So this clearly shows that uh, people are moving from small scale to large scale real life engineering structures. So this was the case with respect to PDF processes uh, before 15 years ago, but now it's almost reached its uh, saturation level from a research standpoint. And many users are making real parts and matches. UK and US have always been uh, front, forefront runners when it comes to DED processes. And there was so much of push, especially from aerospace companies, as uh, their favorite material is titanium. And it makes a whole lot of sense to apply additive manufacture for titanium. So, right now, most of the DED processes are in the TRL level um, six to eight, I would say. And uh, there is so much of research going on at different universities and national labs. Again, out of all the DED processes, I think um, LPDD and ARC DED processes have gained a lot of traction compared to um, laser wire DED and electron beam DED, just because I think it's easy to learn and apply. And also conventional building process has been there for more than 75 years. So that's why I think uh, these two processes have gained a lot of traction um, compared to other uh, DED processes. Yeah, that's a great uh, you know uh, summary of the entire technology you know landscape of DED, and that gives our listeners quite a good uh, summary. So pr at present, what do you think are the challenges for DED processes to be used more widely in the industry? Yeah, there are definitely um, some bottlenecks, but it's a uh, wide, uh, but it's widespread. Um, firstly, users are still learning about also DED processes, so it'll take some time to get them up to speed. Second, experienced users are researching ways to increase um, the TRL level to make this process more automated. So there's still a lot of research that needs to be done from automation standpoint, ways to control this process. Unlike PBF process, we, where we can see the uh, part, where we can actually see the part building process. So it makes an interesting case for uh, a DED application. Okay, and um, there are a couple more bottlenecks like you know how do we develop a good software for generating toolpaths because you can't use the uh, the same PBF software um, in DED processes or the or you can't use the reverse machining softwares for DED processes. 
and there's a whole lot of push in identifying materials for the application. You know, create uh, um, customized alloys, identify which motion systems make sense, either the gantry system or a CNC or a robotic system. And uh, there's all huge push to develop simulation tools for predicting geometry, mechanical properties, um, and also use, um, and how do we use the pre-existing um, you know, heat treatment uh, procedures. And at the end, you know, you can build a good part with good mechanical properties, but uh, it has to pass through, you know, QA and QC tests, right? So these are a couple of uh, challenges. I think, um, you know, working in tandem with in the industry um, will push this technology to a different level and uh, it will ramp up the speed. That's great to know. And, uh, you know, when you shared all this information, what would you suggest to someone you know, who wants to invest in DD technology and is worried about return of investment or, you know, what is the kind of revenue opportunities? Yeah, I get asked this question, um, you know, like every day I would say, because like, anybody, because um, not everybody is uh, up to speed on DED. So the first question I get asked is, is you know, how can I get my money back? <laughs> so for starters, I think that's a very good problem to have. At least the customer is thinking to get into DED processes. Um, that means he wants to build large scale metal components quicker than, um, you know, powder bed fusion process. So that's the assumption that I'm taking if a customer is asking about, uh, you know, investing in DED. So yeah, for generating um, ROI, first a user has to create a business case for the part or the, for the parts uh, that he intend to uh, make. And uh, not all parts and not all materials uh, create a good business case. So geometry, you know, plays an important role in deciding if part is a good fit for uh, DED processes. Sometimes, Materials too, titanium and nickel-based alloys naturally create a good case as these are very difficult to machine and these are very expensive materials. But on the other side, some aluminum alloys, they are cheaper, they're easy to machine and they might not make a good business case. But again, some aluminum alloys, they're so soft that they can't be machined. So all of these have to be taken into consideration. And uh, if a user can think how much savings in terms of cost and time compared to conventional processes like machining, casting, forging, then this would be a very good point, uh, you know, to create a uh, return of investment or ROI. And uh, yeah, so where do you think uh, these processes will be uh, heading towards in the next uh, five to ten years? Let's say in terms of a roadmap, where do you see this technology going? Yeah, I would certainly say that DED will be used by literally all the sectors in the next, um, you know, five to ten years. Um, until a few years ago, um, as I mentioned, like aerospace has been the forefront runner. But lately, I'm seeing that different sectors like automobile, oil and gas, marine sector, Formula One, and even jewelry sectors are uh, um, actively working with uh, DED processors. So in the next five to ten years, I'll be sure that researchers will crack or, you know, will get an idea about these DED processes and they will be able to attain a higher TRL levels, get it more automated and find ways to create what I would say is some bond qualified parts, you know, where we do not have to worry about QA and QC anymore with the standards being developed by a few organizations like uh, ASTM. So yeah, people will be you know, able to, you know, more about the DED processes, its principles, I've heard people saying that DD processes are very simple. You don't need to have uh, a master's degree or a PhD to run a machine. But on the other side, I've heard mixed reactions saying that, oh, it's a complex process. You need to, you know, have a degree in metallurgy manufacturing and run. Yeah. So that kind of confusion will go away in the next uh, five to 10 years. 
and uh, things will be there will be a lot of documentation again for the last time you know five years itself we have seen so many articles from different universities so all of these uh, articles with the existing standards i think uh, you know people are looking at uh, investing into ded and then uh, build like real nice um, you know real life uh, engineering uh, structured component rather than just building some demo components or small scale parts just to show that uh, people are working on DED process at the moment. So yeah, things are looking very good. Um, even during the COVID times, I've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, people purchasing DED machines. So that's a very good sign. And uh, people are now you know using it to build real life engineering. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you know something more regional I'd like to you know, know from you is how is this technology doing in say Asia or India, you know? Is there an investment towards this technology that people are at least still evaluating it? What stage uh, are people at? You know, when you're talking to people now in India or, you know, or in Asia, how is the understanding and what's the readiness looking like? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, I talk to people right from, you know, uh, West Coast to the East Coast, actually. And I, I'm at, the one uh, observation what I made is there is a lot of enthusiasm you know, from, uh, um, you know, APAC countries, um, actually. So that means they're really looking at investing in different AM technologies. Um, but again, the knowledge is kind of limited, I would say. Uh, but again, people are learning. They're willing to invest in DED process because they know the capabilities. I would say they're more thinking about return of investment rather than thinking what the technology can do on the longer run. I think uh, if, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, if they'll be able to figure out that return of investment is a byproduct, not worry more about return of investment rather than you know worrying about that think you know on the long term how this technology can uh, you know disrupt the conventional processes actually i think um, in the next few years you know people will be knowing more yeah obviously us and the uk um, the european countries have been now uh, forefront runners and the people to whom i talk to they are the I mean, at the moment, they kind of know about the technology and then they are looking for the, for the possible affordable solutions. Sometimes it becomes uh, difficult also to you know, explain uh, how an expensive machine like a couple of million dollars uh, can bring a revenue. But again, at the same time, there is so much of um, you know, traction from uh, you know, big aerospace companies also who have got good R&D budget to invest in DCD uh, processes. But in the other side, like in the Asian countries, people uh, have been using autobed fusion processes and most of them, they are in their own uh, comfort zone. Um, but again, um, things have to get evolved at some point, right? So people are um, coming out and reaching out to me for uh, DED options. It's a great snapshot on DED, what you shared with us today and, and of course our listeners. And we thank you for uh, sharing this information and we look forward to staying in touch and we wish you luck with all your endeavors uh, across the world. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Aditya, once again uh, for having me on the show. And uh, I really enjoyed the discussion. You know, I hope the whole point of this um, discussion was to put some you know, confidence into the AM users you know, in using the ED process. And uh, I'm also seeing that you're doing an amazing job too in uh, you know, disseminating knowledge by collaborating with uh, uh, different institutions. So, yeah, I wish you all the best. and. Uh, I hope uh, you know we can revolutionize the way how people are thinking with respect to the deposit. All right, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for joining this episode of AM Infocast powered by AM Chronicle. Hope you find our conversations interesting and informative. Please leave your feedback and comments in the link provided in the episode description. Tell us what you like about our content and which aspects of additive manufacturing would you like us to cover in our future episodes. 
Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, take care and stay safe.